Trash. Trash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Thought I'd throw that in there just in case you didn't know you're listening to a podcast. This is a podcast. This is a late release podcast, especially because it's been like two weeks since I've released anything. And I'll get to that in a second, but first I want to tell you about our awesome and very, very talented guest, Kyle White. She, um, is a staple here in Toledo. She's been grinding away for 20 years. Uh, she's a mother, a wife, a teacher, and just a wonderful person. And I had a wonderful time talking with her. And I think you'll really enjoy what she has to say coming up here in a few minutes. But first, let's address this whole, where the fuck has the new episodes been? Well, I'll tell you. First, um, I had to go to Hawaii and play with natural vibrations um in oahu which is uh and i think the show was actually in honolulu which i had no idea i thought honolulu was like its own island i i'm so fucking ignorant when it comes to that kind of stuff uh geography i mean like why am i learning geography i have a phone that can tell me where everything is i don't care about geography but it is nice when you learn about uh, uh, learn about geography just because you have to because <laughs> you because you go and because uh, visit that place and you have to get around. Um, Hawaii was amazing. It was life affirming. It was life changing. It was just like the most incredible thing ever. Like everyone else says, like no one wants to leave. Although I don't know how much I would want to live on an island, especially an island that is currently um, exploding and eating houses and cars and shit. Um, but to be fair, I was on Oahu and the big island is what is currently um, exploding. Um, lava, volcano, craziness. If you haven't heard, shit's going down over there. Send your love, thoughts, and prayers and all that good stuff to the big island because uh you know people over there are losing houses and it's crazy it's crazy seeing those videos it's nuts i saw that video of the lava eating the car and it's like what the fuck anyways um yeah so we went to hawaii had a great time and so i i flew out on thursday and i came back on monday that monday and then the very next day reina had to fly out to um uh, San Diego and uh, kind of start uh, finishing out uh, our album. Technically, it's our album, but Rain is going to release it under her name because, well, I'm not pretty. <laughs> I'm not pretty enough or have a good enough voice to uh, to uh, have it be called the Mikey P album. Uh, it's weird because we're we're kind of in between deciding whether or not this is going to be a full length album or a EP because we have six songs in the can and we still got a little more work to do with them. We're going to probably go back out and do a little overdubbing and possibly, possibly 
do some horns and stuff like that um that kind of deviates from the original idea that reina had is, uh, where she just wanted to strip down electric band um feel record live at the kitchen too by the way which if you guys live in San Diego and you don't know what the Kitchen 2 is, um, well, first of all, just go out and look up the Surefire Soul Ensemble and then go and friend Tim Felton and then hire him to record your band in full analog with all the old gear, with the Tascam reel-to-reel. <sighs> it's just such a candy land in there. It's awesome. And... Uh, they pulled out the Wurlitzer for Chase, who is the Reina's keyboard player. And so I, uh, yeah, so I, she went out there to finish her album. Also, she went out there to visit some family and friends because that's where she's from. And she had a great time. So she uh, went out, did the album, relaxed a bit, a lot a bit, way more than I got to. Hawaii for me wasn't really relaxing, more, more than just like... <laughs> a blur of fucking of like images of events that took place i don't know <laughs> it was awesome though i mean like we played with natural vibrations i'll go into the hawaii trip next time because the next one's gonna be natty vibes um i just got some of the show and i just thought I'd throw it up here and let you guys check out what natty vibes is doing now live i didn't get a chance to talk to wayne i am talking to wayne right now but I'm not sure if he's going to actually be able to do the podcast. He's a busy dude. He's the lead singer of Natty Vibes. I mean, you talk to anybody on the island and they are like, yeah, Natty Vibes. They're the shit. Anyways, um, so Raina went out there to do the album and now um, she's back. So she took the computer uh, with her for a week. So I couldn't edit anything and... And uh, I, I didn't get enough done before I left for Hawaii. So I got one podcast done, which is the last podcast, Ace of Danikin, which is an awesome one. And uh, you should go listen to it. It's, I think it's episode 126 or the last thing I released, Ace of Danikin. And um, yeah, and that was released while I was out in Hawaii. And uh, I, I just... I just didn't have time to get another one in the can and have it set to that awesome new feature on uh, SoundCloud, which is the planned release feature, which thank you SoundCloud for finally doing that. Anyways, uh, so that's why it was, I had to go do my job in Hawaii and then Raina had to go do her job in San Diego. So that's that. But I do want to circle back to the album because uh, I'm really excited about it and it occurred to me we were talking me and Raina were talking and she had she just got this new gig she's doing like a sub acting part up at the Purple Rose in Ann Arbor Michigan or near Ann Arbor which I guess is Jeff Daniels the guy from Dumb and Dumber's little theater company um so she's gonna be busy all summer summer as an understudy up there and I was like damn you you got this whole summer gig and, and I'm like what am I gonna do for summer because I don't really have any like I don't have any gigs booked I don't have really anything going on and she was like well write another album and it didn't even occur to me like oh shit I should probably yeah you're probably right and that kind of freaked me out it was like creative existential crisis 
that I was having. But Bishop is just fighting me right now to get on mic. So I'm going to let him say something. Then we'll get back to it. And then I have a little bit of the new music for you to hear. And then we'll get to Kyle White. I'm sorry it's taking so long. Here, Bishop, say something. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay, thank you. Go away. Get out. Go away. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, um... Yeah, so what I wanted to do is play a little bit of uh, one of the songs that was written completely by Raina. Usually me and her collaborate, but ever since she started playing um, the the ukulele, she's been writing her own music, which is cool. So this song is, I'm just going to play a little bit, of it, and just please keep in mind that this is a rough mix, and I'm sure Raina would hate the fact that I'm actually playing this, but... I'm so proud of how these, I mean, even the rough mix sounds beautiful, you know? So let's, uh, let's listen to two years. The song's called two years, tentatively two years, and then we'll meet you on the other side and, uh, we'll finish up this little intro here. So enjoy. there you have it folks just a little taste of what's to come uh we're we're talking about you know adding some horns and stuff to it so that uh, i'm pretty excited if we actually are able to go out there and really we gotta just convince reyna to do it because reyna won the whole stripped down thing whatever blah blah woof woof so um yeah, like I was saying, like it, it was just a weird, like existential crisis thing going on because only because I've never been like this. Like I don't have anything coming up. I'm just doing podcasts all summer, and that's weird because it's been like a few years since I've not had something planned for the summer or like gigs and shit. So, so yeah, I I ended up writing a new song last night out of fear i mean this was just last night we had this conversation so out of fear of because uh, like you get to almost to the end you're in the like the oh, the finish line of a project is coming up you know like we're like th it, this is gonna really this is really gonna happen <laughs> which it's been so long and we've been wanting to do this release an album and music official music 
for a really long time so it's a long time coming and uh, we might do one more song and then maybe press some vinyl so there's a lot of stuff coming up in the future that i'm very excited about but that's in the future for now go to we speak english good at gmail.com and write the show I don't know how you can go to my email address and write the show, but you can send something to my email address. You can go to wespeakenglishgood.com or .net, rather, sorry, wespeakenglishgood.net, and um, you can check out the barren wasteland that is the We Speak English Good website. Follow me on Instagram at wespeakenglishgood and on Facebook uh, follow my personal Facebook page, Mikey P, Mike Epp, or Facebook.com slash Sweaty Baloney. I like that. Anyways, uh, so let's get into Kyle. I, I've blathered on, and Bishop is dying to say something on the mic again. So I'm going to uh, uh, say, let's go to Kyle White, and then Bishop is going to say, I like you. I like you. What brought? What took you out to San Diego? Uh, my my friend of mine moved out there. Yeah. Um, she's back since she moved back to Cleveland and then back to Toledo and then back to Cleveland. Oh, yeah. But um, she lived out there. She uh, a friend, another friend of ours, had hitchhiked across the country. Oh, awesome! Out to San Diego, and then loved it and came back. And he's like, "Hey, who wants to move out there with me?" <laughs> so wow. she went. Go. And they actually ended up getting married for a few years. Oh, no, in San Diego? No, in, in, in Cleveland. I think they got married in Vegas. Oh. But they lived in Cleveland. <laughs> Classy. Yeah. Vegas is so close. Yeah. <laughs> but so you got some. T- you got a chance to spend some time out yeah. there, a little bit of time out there? Yeah. Do you remember I've what? been out there a few times. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think I was meant to uh, live in Pacific Beach and, PB, yeah. and have a little jewelry shop and play my guitar <laughs> in another life. Right? That's a, I feel you. We actually lived... Um, I lived in OB or Ocean Beach for the entire time I was out yeah. there. It's just such a cool thing. What sucked was what sucks now is that like all the artists are kind of getting ran out of town because oh, really? of. Um, well, I wouldn't say that OB. I mean gentrification and just prices and Southern California real estate. It's all perfect storm right now everything is going up um our rent was going they tried to raise our rent uh we were paying 1800 they tried to ch- raise it up to 2900 oh wow in like one thing they were yeah. just like so we had to negotiate uh 2400 wow that was really precedent because we uh we are uh, we own a small business and we're musicians me and my wife are so it we kind of got pushed out um I'm just gonna drink oh, drink some water, please <laughs> do. Stay hydrated. Um, but yeah, it's a, I love that city. It just has like, um, I don't know. When I first got there, it was weird. Like the music scene was all like disjointed and like, but by the t- 
time we left, like it was just such a thriving thing. And how was, close is the Ocean Beach Pacific Beach? Uh, it's to the nation. They're all like in a row, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So like it's PB. So it's like La Jolla, the Jewel, right? And then you go south to PB. Then you go Mission, then you go OB, and then you go to IB, which is yeah. <laughs> down by Mexico. I actually wrote a, a paper in, in college about Tijuana. Oh, yeah. Did, you went down there when you were there? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like the saddest, it was so sad. craziest place to yeah. be in the world. <laughs> I mean, all these people just, you know, partying, whistles blowing, mm -hmm. tequila, you know, and then you go out in the street and... It was like a woman and her like toddler was begging for money as she's holding an infant, you yeah. know. It was and everything smelled like urine. Yes. It was so sad. <laughs> yeah, it it TJ um it, and it's so crazy that it's just like this piece of dirt that's on the other side of this invisible line, right? Yeah. It, that like I know. you go from such extreme like luxury like beaches and you know seals on rocks and just like this glorious, beautiful part of the world, and then you go over the border, and it, all of a sudden there's like yeah. a two-year-old asking if you want to buy chicle. You know, it's yeah, just like, it's crazy. It's so heartbreaking. It's all, I mean, a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. uh, in uh, um, Cozumel, I went on a stop there on a cruise once. What, where is that? Cozumel, Mexico. It's uh, oh, okay. it's on the it's on the opposite coast. Oh, okay. But um, on the Caribbean side, or the Gulf side, but. I mean, even there, it's like driving and it's just this beautiful, like white picket fence house. And then it's like a shack with a dirt floor yeah. next door. <laughs> and yeah. like people sitting in the dirt. Disproportionate so distribution crazy. of wealth. Yeah. Like just like right there in front of you. That's crazy. Yeah, man, it's like going to those places, uh, it makes you appreciate what you got, but then you'll still find the time to bitch because your phone's not working fast right. enough. You're like, man, I told you to move. Uh, told you to work. Anyway. But I, I love California, but my, uh, my uncle lives in uh, Antioch. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Side of San Francisco. So I've been you know, up the northern coast, too. I actually lived in Portland, Oregon when I was a kid, Ooh. and half my family still lives out there. Well, my grandfather actually just moved here to live with my uncle because he's 87. And oh, wow. So my uncle moved back from after, yeah, from Portland. Well, did, have you spent much time out there? Oh, or? yeah. Like, I, I, know I lived you... there from from five to nine, and then we always go back. went out. I, I haven't been in, like, probably been about six years, though. Yeah. Did you ever go out there and try to gig and stuff? I played out there a couple of times. Cool. Yeah. And last time, you know, I always go out sometimes in the winter, go skiing, Mount Hood and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love the Pacific Northwest. Oh, I know, me too. It's like one big national park. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like anywhere you go in Oregon or Washington. Washington, once you get a little east, though, it gets a little arid, but it's still beautiful. Uh, but, I mean, oh, my God. Like, I love just, like, from, like, Seattle down to... Well, the whole West Coast. Yeah, awesome. I'd like to I'm do a trip. Uh, I remember being a kid and going down to Northern California and driving through the redwoods, and I think the tree is gone now that you that you drive. Oh, through. that you can drive through. I yeah, think it's, I think that it's no longer there, but um, <clears throat> I think that'd take it down from like damage or something. To I'm it. sure, like it had a big hole in it. It was probably just rotting from yeah. the inside. But my husband's never been to California, and so one of the things I would like to do is, you know fly into either San Diego or into Portland and drive the, you know, yeah. one, like, all the way oh up. Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. 
we, me and which my, I think it was closed down like through it was parts of uh, Northern California from like mudslides or something. Mm-hmm. We oh, so me and my wife and my son we did van life. We, it was kind of like we're leaving San Diego, so let's make a trip out of it. And we we're actually supposed to end up in Detroit, but my wife did not like Detroit. <laughs> so. Yeah. So here we are. Um, but. Yeah, we went up the one, and then once you get to Santa Barbara, um, you can either go up and turn around. It's a beautiful drive, but once you get to Big Bear, it's still closed, and it's gonna be closed until like I think this year. It's still yeah, I got time. I got time then. Yeah, you do. You got plenty of time. It was crazy too because those people at Big Bear, they had to like, um, they had to figure out. Was it Big Bear or was it? Um, no, it wasn't Big Bear. It was um, what's the place? Never mind. Anyways, I'm saying Big Bear. Big Bear is like a skiing resort. It's called, um, holy shit, what is it called? Anyways, you can't get up there. You have to like turn around. And the people who live in that area actually had to like figure out new routes for their to kids get to go to school and, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so you'll see like pictures of them like just walking through the woods with groceries <laughs> trying to get to their house. That's crazy. It, it is. And, California, I mean, it's just—it's a beautiful place, but it's so fragile and like you know, any slight move and it could be just eaten yeah. by the ocean. <laughs> I guess there was a um, earthquake yesterday afternoon. Oh like, yeah, right across the river from Detroit in Canada. And like, was it fracking? Like Three point four or something? No, just just the random earth earthquake. Moving. Yeah, <laughs> we're not even safe here. I remember in sixth grade there was when I was here sitting in sixth grade and feeling it and it was like a six something here yeah what that's crazy i don't remember that at all it was the oh. 80s it was the 80s yeah. <laughs> anything all kinds happen. of things happen yeah. in the 80s. Earthquakes in Toledo. um so i'm here with kyle white and uh, kyle has been a fixture in the music scene here as long as i remember and that was when I lived here, but you've been years. you've been working in Toledo for a long, long time. I have. What I, I find this what I, talking to people here in Toledo, I've been uh, I've been seeing this pattern where, from what I noticed, it, from the time I left to the time I come back, and this is in the last thirteen years, whatever, ten years, um, that the the art scene and the music scene and you know just that whole scene here is kind of um i don't know it's kind like of ex- awesome. exploded yeah yeah, yeah exactly and um especially the original music scene of which i don't even know what that means <laughs> well i mean more like original shows and, and oh yes, yes, and yes. people okay. writing their own stuff and because i mean years rather than the cover bands just yeah. working i mean well years ago um, you know, before you left, I'm sure you probably remember. I mean, and I was in a cover band. That's how I started then. And uh, I mean, it was like you go anywhere at any of Kip's bars, and I mean, there'd be every weekend like you'd play Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Uh-huh. The bands would play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I mean, there would be like a line around the building for you know the college scene to get in and dance to the cover band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I remember. What was the band called? Scooby Snacks? Was that yeah, a band yeah, here? Yep. And they're actually still around. Really? Mm-hmm. Scooby Snacks. The, yep. Those guys are still doing that. Yep. That's cool. I, I like it. The original three of them, yeah. Um, and then who was the other one? I remember 
boner in the sweatpants do you remember that <laughs> I don't remember do you remember that. that being a band for maybe like five seconds but I don't, anyways no, that's a great band name though right <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just like that's a genius name um yeah so what i've been trying to get everybody to sort of take on like how why that the scene here is kind of taking on a, a new life, a breath of fresh air. What, what's your um, thought on I, it? I think just the all the <clears throat> awesome musicians. First of all, they're coming up. There's a whole like younger generation of you know these kids in their twenties and and you know going into their thirties and and everybody just uh, really is supporting each other. So that's a big. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big motivation in, in all of it. And uh, I think just so many, the revitalization of downtown, definitely a part of it. Adam Street. Adam Street and, and the whole warehouse district and all the new you know, restaurants and mm-hmm. venues coming in that, uh, art, that are hiring yeah. musicians and... Um, What's that, what are those art galleries? Jesus. Yeah, okay, art I'm galleries so, too. I had to interrupt you just to say art galleries. Okay, go ahead, please. Like one of my favorite little spots, um, is the Paula Brown shop. Oh, that's that place that has a sign on it that actually says, like, you might not find us or something. Yeah, is it's, it's, it a, it's, a, it's a cool little boutique, and they have, like, a little pub, but it's also an art gallery. It's, like, all in one, and they is have... It, is it, like, a restaurant, too? Maybe I'm thinking um, of something else. No, they have... I think they have, like... You can get, like, made-to-order guacamole and, like, <laughs> okay. just that, like a cheese plate, that. you know? It's just it's a little place. It's an art gallery in a, in a, in a little boutique, and they have music on... Um, Friday nights and it's all you know different I think they actually have a blues jam once a week too where is that at it's you it's on the corner of Monroe and 10th oh maybe and it's uh it's a really cool historic old big white building kind of mm-hmm. like looks like a castle on the corner you know okay and uh, you have to go around the back to get in and it's it's an interesting little spot but um very eclectic and I mean there's all kinds of little places you know popping up that yeah that have live music and it, it, it didn't that didn't exist when I was here beforehand and that's the whole thing like as I come back as I was visiting you know for holidays and stuff I would see like all these things happening and I'm like oh that's cool I, I I dig it because I felt like when I left that the music scene here was like disjointed and everybody was just sort of trying to figure it out because there was really I mean there was places to play and there was you know you could make a living kind of but it wasn't i mean it's just not like how it is now it's yeah. just like it's just so different and weird and that's cool like you know like it makes you be like i'm proud to be from the city because awesome. we took we took control and what well, the artist did right yeah the artist was like you know what fuck this and the whole gonna- like thursday art loop and all that stuff is you know is really that, cool is the art loop now is that a thing that goes on constantly or is that just i think it's part of the... like spring through fall oh wow i think it's uh, it might have started already and it's like april through october maybe that's so cool so it's every thursday and it's, it's like these kids don't know <laughs> these kids don't know what they got uh, so so you think it's so you you attribute it attribute this growth in the art community here in toledo to just people sort of coming together and and saying, hey, we need to do this. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and the community obviously had a 
you know, a want for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's people out and about yeah. doing it. Yeah, I mean, especially today on this beautiful 420 day, this was uh, the sun's out. And I know. And here we are. Coat. <laughs> I know, I wore this shirt out. That's it. <laughs> I just yeah. had to wear a button up. I'm yeah. fine. It was, it's, uh, it's been, it was a rough winter for me, but it's getting better. Yeah. I'm staying. I'm staying. I'm staying on the lighter side of things. Uh, so, is there a lineage of music in your family? Do you come from like a musical yeah, family? Yeah, I'm actually third generation on both sides. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. So, wh- who um, played? Um, my dad's side, they're uh, bluegrass pickers. Oh my God, that's amazing. So my grandfather um, came here from Tennessee and worked at uh, Libby Owens Ford. and um, Libby Owens Ford? Yeah, LOF. They the, made uh, auto glass. Oh, wow. That's and, like three major companies is like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. It actually, I don't know if it still exists. It was, um, it might be gone. But um, <laughs> so he, you know, found people here who played and, and he was actually a big uh, promoter and put on festivals that are still going on. And, and mm. uh, um, what's the festival? There's one at the French Quarter in Perrysburg every January that he started. Oh, wow. That's still going on. It's and a bluegrass festival? It's a bluegrass festival. It's like the second or third weekend in January. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then there's one in Milan in August, which it used to be, when I was a kid, it was every June and every August, and that was our summer vacation. We would go and camp <laughs> for the week at the bluegrass festival. That sounds like an but, amazing But, I mean, uh, hey, amazing. Or, like, I met Bill Monroe when I was 10 years old, okay. and Jimmy Martin and Ralph Stanley. They all played at my grandfather's bluegrass festivals. And wow. And these are, you know, bluegrass legends. Yeah, so. totally. Um, so, you know, that and was what, pretty cool. And what did your dad play? My dad played banjo, bass, and guitar. Essentials. Yeah, he was primarily late, later in life. He played banjo primarily, but he was, man, he was an awesome bass he player. He could rip, huh? Yeah. That's uh, Oh, on the bass. Oh, he was a phenomenal bass player. He was an awesome banjo player, great guitar yeah. player, you know. But you, but you, but you saw him sort of like. I, I mean, he, he transitioned and played whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that bass stuck out to you, though. Yeah, well, because I remember like one of my memories that I have is just how like blistered his fingers would be from the stand-up bass oh, from God, playing you know they, yeah they're but, harsh um, they're harsh yeah I actually uh have been practicing the banjo a bit because I have his instruments now oh, so nice. um they're beckoning to be played yeah well you so just, you, it's funny because if you just let instruments sit they'll just sort of like warp and not do it you know what I mean they'll yeah. just sort of like get all just unused and so I have a couple of my grandfather's Sweet. guitars, <clears throat> one that I've been playing out lately that I love, and then uh, my dad's guitar and some banjos. And Hell yeah. My older sister has a stand-up bass of his. She's, she, been, she, she's a trumpet player, <laughs> <clears throat> but she she likes the bass because it's the one single note at a time. Yeah. <laughs> like Just the like trumpet. the trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do chords on the trumpet. Yeah. And oh. then my aunt, um, my aunt Joan, um, she still plays around, and uh, she and her ex-husband had a duo, Joni and Don Coates, and then their daughter, Rachel, oh. um, lives in Nashville now. My cousin, Rachel, she's an awesome bass player and played with Masfina for a while here and a few other bands, and she played with her dad 
had a duo for a long time. Nice. Lots of musicians in my family. What? Uh, so did your mom play? Or? My mom can sing. My uh, on my mom's side, my grandfather, trumpet player. <laughs> my grandmother and used to sing on the radio with her sister in the twenties oh, or in yeah. the thirties. Here, <clears throat> here in Toledo. Thirties, yeah, in Toledo. Wow. And um, so trumpet players and and uh, singers on my mom's side, and then you know banjo pickers and singers on my and the rest and the songwriters. My my grandmother was a songwriter. My well, my grandmother, my grandfather, my dad were all songwriters. Yeah. And then awful. on my now my <clears throat> my older sister, her oldest daughter, who's going to graduate from high school this year, which is crazy, but she's. Uh, She's all in the musical theater, but she's also like first chair marching band trumpet player. Okay, so and, uh, so there's a pattern here. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a family. And I think my, and then my other niece. Well, both of my daughter, my both of my uh, sisters' daughters play trumpet, and then my younger sister, um, her oldest likes the guitar. Her second son, he's a trumpet player. And then the third daughter, she got a guitar for Christmas this year. So, oh, well, little mix there. A new generation yeah. coming in. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. So, what's your earliest memory then of like, like gravitating towards music? Like, I don't know. Did uh, you like pick up a guitar? Or did you just start singing? I like, played violin. Oh, okay. Started at ten years old on the violin. Ten. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's when the in the fourth grade when they let you pick. You know, oh, an instrument you, you wanted. To, what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I got you. <laughs> but I had to keep like a Casio keyboard before that, you know, that I would just... And then my dad, if he left his banjo on the couch, I would like... Because you could play taps without, you know... <laughs> oh, yeah. String. Of course, I wasn't allowed to touch it, but <laughs> he was in the other room. I'm like, ding, 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 ding. You know, you know what's a funny story that, that I use on my son now? It's George Benson. Do you know who George Benson is? He's a jazz guitar player. Mm-hmm. He's Give me the night. Uh, <laughs> I love that song. Uh, he, I saw him actually over here in um, what do they call it? International Park? Is that what they call it? Across over the river on the east side. Yeah, they call it International Park. I saw him there oh, actually cool. years ago, um, and he told the story of how he started playing guitar and his. I want to say his uncle. His uncle lived with him, and he would play guitar all the time. And he would he would get done practicing, and he would sit down and be like, "George, don't you ever touch this guitar? <laughs> yeah, don't so ever touch it. Never touch this guitar." And then and he was like, "The minute he left the room, I came I came over and started playing it." And his uncle came back in and caught him. He's like, "Well, now you gotta learn how to play it. If you're gonna touch it, you're gonna have to learn how to play it." And that's kind of what I'm doing with my son is like, well, if you're going to touch my stuff, then you need to learn how to play it properly and yeah. not just because he's a boy and and you got a two-year-old, right? Almost two, yeah. Almost two-year-old boy. He's actually 21 months, yeah. Okay, so I don't know. Is he um, is he super boy or is he, he actually, pretty chill? He's, he's a really laid-back kid that's nice. that loves his trucks and cars okay so there's um but he's he's very laid back he's a dream at the grocery store because he just hangs out in the cart and like looks looks at people and waves at people and he loves people that's nice my my son likes to just grab things and throw them yeah he just chills he just chills in the seat never you know he actually sits with like one arm over the back and like hangs out i would love to have 
My son that's on chill like that. My son is not chill. He is opposite of chill. And he's like one of those kids that like as they get more tired, they get more energy. Yeah. Like they just they just harness <clears throat> it from their tired. He does that too. He'll <laughs> run around like a madman, like right before bed, then I'll just go. Like, which, you know, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> um But he's very um he's very interested in the guitar. Nice. Um he, I have a, a, a little Martin that I use uh, when I travel and stuff. And so he sits on my lap. He, at I think like 18 months old, he could hold the pick. Ooh. And I sit him and, he's, and he like actually was picking, nice. you know, strumming with a pick at 18 months old. So now we just kind of like, I got my finger style the guitar. You know, <laughs> I'm like, okay, you're going to be finger picker. But um, hey, it's, it's fun. He always like wants me to get it out and, and, play with it but my friend actually got him a, a ukulele for Christmas for was it Christmas it was Christmas and um, she's like oh sorry I didn't read the box that you know this really says 13 and over this is not a toy <laughs> <laughs> I'm like ah, it'll be fine you yeah. know it's just a little little you know very very beginner kids ukulele you know yeah. but he sits and he sits it on his lap because he can't really you know yeah. hold it but he I tuned it to like a you know open G or whatever. Yeah. And he sits and he, and he, so he could, strums it, and I'm like, cool. Yeah, let him let it let it all sink in now. They say that they learned everything they need to know before the age of three or yeah. something. Not that's not it at all. Oh my god. I need to set up my. Uh, I have an electronic drum kit that I tore down, or I mean, you know, upstairs yeah. in my studio. Um, because his bedroom now used to be my closet. <laughs> okay. So, um, babies don't need big rooms. <laughs> no, I mean it's a it's a it's a bedroom that used to be my closet. Oh, okay, okay, so, so okay, so I get so it. So now my closet is another bedroom that's smaller, <laughs> but <laughs> I have a lot of shoes and stuff. Hey. But um, <clears throat> so my studio actually became half of it like storage space so I had to take my drum down but now I'm I'm uh, getting it organized and I need to put it back up because uh, taking those steps. he needs to uh, he likes to beat on things so yeah that that's, that's a, that was the one thing I noticed too is that he my son is love because my sister got him a little little toy drum set yeah it still like has a snare on it yeah. and has like a little kick on it and the cars guys on it lightning mcqueen's on the front and uh that's what that's his that's his jam yeah blah, blah, blah. but he's really gravitated towards the piano and i got him now to be able to do like c to c with his vocals because his mom's a vocal teacher and a singer so she's constantly on him of just singing and when he starts screaming crying she'd be like oh yes listen to those <laughs> notes i love those notes and he gets more frustrated and cries of course but, uh, but you know she's trying to encourage him uh but yeah now i get it, it, it's interesting to see that when you know, when how old, he, how old is he he's four. four so like they say at three they really start you can really start like pushing it on him but like i tried and he just did not give a shit he would just be like okay get it out of yeah. here. But now he's like really focused i can show him stuff we're working on mary had a little lamb nice you know I, he likes the guitar but it's just i mean my house just has instruments everywhere yeah. so it's just like he Me just too. goes around yeah you know just you know whatever he gravitates towards and but i always wanted him to play trumpet 
Yeah. Just because I love Miles Davis, but... And it would always, it, and I would always have a brass player right. at my disposal. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Just, I mean, horn players are expensive. They are, <laughs> and all you have to do is show up with their little I know. box. <laughs> they don't have to show up with a whole piece. I've always said that yeah, every band should have a horn section. Oh my god, I'm so with you. <laughs> I'm so with you. I love so horn section. Can't afford them though. No, no. Um, my reggae band will sometimes have a horn section, but it'll only do it for like bigger shows. Yeah, we'll just bring them out and do the thing, and then get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're it not going cool. on tour with us. It was cool. My first, my very first band, we were called Tito Slack, and the first incarnation of it when I was in the band, it was we were a five piece, <clears throat> and we had guitar, bass, drums, sax, and trumpet, mm. and two lead singers oh okay and it was uh it was a lot of fun so we had a horn section <laughs> we used to do like you know sam and dave and and uh we used to do uh um some george clinton and oh, stuff yeah. like that with the horns and hell yeah some in excess with the sax and <laughs> it was fun is there anything better than like the 80 sax like the 80 sax like for like the the love making scenes or just <laughs> in general just here comes the sax it's all like saturated and reverb and shit it's awesome yeah i love it love it it's funny so so when did you really start taking music seriously as like hey this could be a career option for me um <clears throat> and, and excuse me is that all you do or do you have a day job or are you doing it's all i do it's music okay yeah okay i w- i did substitute teach a little bit when i was pregnant hmm. just because i um i like kids and i might actually um get my I have, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology, so I might right. go find a post-bachelorate um, program to get a teaching certificate because I really liked it. But That's awesome. I don't want to do anything until uh, case my son, until he's starting school. Yeah. Because, I mean, teaching really would be a cool job to have as a musician because I could mm-hmm. have my summers off and still play music on the weekends Hell if I yeah. wanted to and be on the same oh, schedule yeah. as him. Yeah, my wife thought about doing the same thing, actually. just I might get my teaching credentials and just teach and I'll open up our summers. That didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> we moved to, we moved to Toledo instead. Um, so, what? how old were you when you decided, like, hey, I'm going to, like... I was... Probably like 22. 22? Yeah. And had you worked like at McDonald's or like, oh, like I a had civilian so job? Yeah. <laughs> um, at that point, let's see, here's my timeline. So, like through, at the, my first job was at Kroger as a bagger. Yeah. That was a great job. And Kroger was my first job too. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meat man. Bagger carryout. Yay. And, uh, That's fun in the winter. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I think I was there for a couple years, but oh wow, um, you really stuck to it. Yeah, hey, but different jobs. And I think at 19 is when I got my first like cocktail waitress job okay. at um, Primetime, the original Primetime, which that? was it was uh, where the driveway to St. Anne's Hospital is now. What the hell is St. Anne's Hospital? Sylvania and Secor. Okay. It's a, that's been there for a while, at least I'm a just, decade, I'm, probably, over by Franklin Park Mall. That's um, <laughs> that's easier for me. Yeah. So, and then, uh, you know, I used to, they used to have karaoke there every Sunday night, and I would be cocktail waitressing, and I would sing karaoke. They have contests, and I would oh. win the contest singing Bobby McGee, and, <laughs> and they would uh, 
and it, like if I wasn't working, I would, you know, would still be able to go hang out there. And, yeah. And uh, win like a $50 gift certificate to the bar and I would have to buy a pizza and pop because I was yeah. 19. So you're 19. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, and I worked at, uh, God, one of the best jobs ever was at the asylum. And it was, um, do you remember the Bijou? <laughs> the one downtown yeah. that was like a theater almost? Yes. It was, our, was it was awesome. our, it was like our state theater. It was mm. our, you know, awesome, like, rock. Yeah. Venue, you know? I think I saw the Black Keys there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I saw the Black Keys there. <laughs> the no, no, maybe that was Frankie's. I saw the Black Keys. Oh. Um, but, I mean, so many bands came through. I had a cocktail waitress there, and then I was, like, worked the door, and then I was a head waitress, and, ah. and for, like, two years, and, I mean... So many bands. I was trying to like compile a list of all the bands that I got to see, like while I was either working or just in there. And like one um, that really sticks out was I saw No Doubt open for 311 there. Oh, that's and awesome. And it was like right when Tragic Kingdom, like right before it hit. And it was like, yeah, you know, before it. And everybody came through like right before they hit and exploded, you know. Yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. cool. Goo Goo Dolls, Urge Overkill. Uh, Matthew Sweet or something uh, like Kid Rock used to come down and play like every other month. Kid Rock, Bob Ritchie. Yeah. Um, did he? Did he bring? Did he bring what's his name? Josie. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. This was in the you know the mid early mid nineties. Yeah. So he was out there doing it. Yeah, when he was a rapper. When he was a rapper, not country singer. Yeah. <laughs> um, Although that song is good, I like that song with Cheryl Crow. Yeah. I put your picture away. That's a good song. Yeah, it's catchy. But yeah, and then I started, I was uh, working there, I think I was working at Rosie's at 22 when I started college, and then my best friend actually at the asylum met her husband now, mm-hmm. my best friend at the time, and he was uh, in the band Tito Slack, and they're like, oh, they're looking for a singer, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And, and that's all you did was just sing? Yeah, and then, uh, well, my dad bought me a guitar when I was 18. I used to pick it up every once in a while and mess around with it. Yeah. Once I joined the band, I'm like, ah, I don't want to just be a singer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it took a couple of years before I could, you know, play and yeah, sing yeah. and You weren't just out picking stuff, it up. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, and then it just kind of went from there. Do you, uh, do you remember that moment where you were just like... I could keep working this job that's secure and will pay my bills for certain, or I could take this other path and see what happens and step off the cliff. It was like, do you remember that, I, I actually, making that I, I decision do. at all? I don't think I actually made it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, it was back in, in the Tito Slack days. I mean, we were playing every Thursday through Saturday, like sixteen oh. weekends in a row, with that before having a weekend off, yeah. you know. And I was going to school at the same time, and and uh, I was working at Rosie's Pizza and Pasta on <laughs> Alexis Road, um, out by the horse track, and okay, and uh, and I just was just over it, you know, <laughs> over going to work during the day, and they knew it, and I actually, you know got fired I'm like ah that's cool I'm just gonna sing in this band I'm just gonna be in the band now yeah. so so like for me for you it was out of necessity or just like well I'm gonna have to do this now because you let your other job slack so much that it just, yeah well just like, thankfully you do you. at that point I was I was living with my cousin Sarah and um 
we lived out in Point Place, and uh, her dad had this house that it was the house that she grew up in, but it had been sitting for a few years and um, gave us the opportunity to go and if we cleaned it out and took care of it and you know that we could live there and pay the bills. And Hell yeah! <laughs> so like my early, you know, the first half of my twenties. You know, it was it worked out well that way. So. Yeah, you. So you were just paying electricity and stuff. You weren't really paying rent or anything. No, we didn't have to pay rent. We just lived there and <laughs> kept it up for him because, I mean, it was pretty much. A, I mean, it, it was. He lived out. He still lives out in Wasian and oh, okay. had left this house. You know, and, and he's just sitting there. He was sitting there, so we cleaned. We got <laughs> a dumpster. Awesome. So you were put in a position where you were able to work as a musician and yeah. and like your overhead wasn't very high. I mean, I probably could have done it had I been paying rent somewhere anyway. Yeah, Not yeah. in San Diego. You know? no, it, no, I mean, that you know that's a big thing too. Is like being a musician in San Diego trying to make rent is different than yeah. being a musician here. I mean, a lot of places. I mean. The cost of living here is, you know, so reasonable. Yeah, it's so doable, and it's like I I had a really big problem with coming back here because I my career is out there. Um, you know, I got I had I was a working musician. I was I met my dream quota. Like I was just like I'm a working musician. I own my own business. I don't have to answer to anybody but my wife, and and that was it. So when my wife decided that she didn't want to be in San Diego anymore. It was really hard, but when I got here and we're able to like, holy shit, I was able to go, because I just played South by Southwest with my other band out from California. And awesome. And I was able to drive down there, have a mini little vacation with the family, got to see some family down there, and come back, and we didn't have to come up with fucking $2,500 right. just to exist here. Like, we were able to pay our bills, and we were comfortable, and we still have money in the bank. Imagine that. Imagine that. And most of the time, whenever we'd have any trips or anything like that in San Diego, we'd get back, and we were like, okay, how are we going to get gas? <laughs> how are we going to figure this out? Um, but it's a struggle. It's a struggle. And, I mean, luckily for you, you're in a position where you're like, well, that job, whatever. I'm going to go yeah. do what I like to do. And it's, it, I love those moments in life that are like, because um, I got fired too. I got fired because my job was way. I mean, we started our own business, and I was starting to pick up more gigs and stuff. And I had this office job that I hated. And... I was only working like three hours a day, maybe. Yeah. Some days I'd be like, I gotta go. You know, <laughs> like, I was very, very part time. And then finally, I ended up letting some shit go, and it all just ganged up on me, and I got fired. And it was like, it, it's a sad moment when you have to come home to your family and be like, I got fired. I don't know what we're gonna do for rent next month. Um, but it's probably kind of relief too. It was because I hated it, and like I was really doing bad at my job only because I didn't like it and I was good at it but I just was like fuck it I don't yeah. care and so this it, it sort of like pushes you out the door like it's like yeah you just should probably follow what you like to do because never really been good at doing jobs but I'm really good at doing the jobs I like to do right so. <laughs> anyways yeah it, it's just weird how life will just like I mean, did you take it bad when you got fired? Were you like, oh, man, what am I going to do? No, I was like, yeah, I figured. <laughs> You're just like, I'm in my 20s. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be fine. Yeah. That, that's, that's a luxury of being young. Uh, in, being 20, I should say. Um, 
being that young is a luxury because you can just sort of responsible like, only for yourself yeah. you don't have a little kid you don't have a two-year-old <laughs> you have to feed every day um yeah okay so so that was the moment where you were like okay i'm just gonna do this and, and you haven't looked back other than doing that substitute teacher job you just sort of um i, I think i think i bartended part-time here and there um it was actually at the dirty bird and I was dating the owner for like two years, mm. which who I had known for years before that. Mm. Um, and I was, I was just like, eh, I'm gonna bartend on Sundays. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just gonna do this. So, and I That's was nice. playing there every Thursday. Uh, John Borelli, do you know who John Borelli is? I don't. Um, he plays, they have a duo, John Borelli and Bobby May. I know be, Bobby May is. Yeah. Yes. Um, Frankie May, I know Frank May and Bobby May is. Yeah, John That's is, uh, I mean, phenomenal musician like yeah. you watch him play and you're like oh what damn it mean? I better go home and practice John Borelli John Borelli is he an older guy um he's probably I don't think he's 50 yet maybe maybe <laughs> I, I haven't heard him a name that comes up a lot is Bob Stevens yeah and um Bob Stevens is the in Scooby Snacks oh he's he's still he's mm-hmm. still there. I, we've been trying to nail down a date but we both are <clears throat> he's busy. He's both, flying. Yeah. He's playing with everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. It's like not everybody can. Yeah. And Andrew Ellis was another name that keeps coming up. And actually, that would be an interesting conversation with Andrew Ellis. Mm-hmm. I, I, I heard his music. I never heard of him, but apparently he's on tour right now. I think he just got back. Oh, okay. I think right. he just got back. Oh yeah, that's right. Like a day or two ago, and then went and played at six o'clock oh, at Swig. That's just how it works, yeah. <laughs> right? Like you get in the town, it's like, oh shit, I gotta go do this. It, it it's funny how people think that as, like musicians are like these lazy bunch of assholes who are just like, oh, I, I mean, yeah, working like an hour or three hours in a night, and that's your work day. That's not that bad, but yeah, that's not your work day though. <laughs> It's just, um, yeah, there's a lot more to it than yeah. just, it's exhausting, especially road work. Have you, have you done any road work at all? Or? Um, what I've done uh, is for like 10 years, I was playing on Mackinac Island and I would oh. drive up and play like three, three or four nights and then drive back like oh. once a month. Like so April like do weekend, weekend warrior type um, Yeah, but sometimes I go for like five nights and then, then I would go to our cabin and then I'd go back up. And yeah, go. yeah. Yeah. A lot of driving. Oh my gosh. But driving in its own in itself is like so exhausting. Yeah. I, I actually like the I, I like the five hour drive. It's my it's my thinking and yeah. thinking time and I uh, I love the drive, but to but it takes it out. It, yeah, to drive five out. hours and then take a ferry and then play that night for from nine to one and Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> and that's, that's a that's a that's, that's exhausting really but you get through it with some Guinness and <laughs> some Jameson. Gu- some Guinness and some like muscle memory of mm-hmm. how each song goes because you played it so many goddamn times. And yeah, but, but that's but I love that I love thinking of art as your profession. I love thinking of it as like this is what I do. Like you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's such a stigma in in this culture and especially American culture uh, against the arts. You know, I like, think it's just because those people are jealous that they can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, that side of the brain doesn't function <laughs> yeah. for them, so they're just... Damn it. It's like, no, you can't live your life the, 
you want a fulfilled yeah, life. Yeah, how dare you? You go in your prison cubicle and you, you die a miserable death. Um, but yeah, it, like to think about it as just like, you know, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm a musician. Like, um, the stigma is so strong that it like, it still is weird for me to say that. You yeah. know, it's like, what do you do? I'm a musician. And then like, here comes the judgment, <laughs> you know, here comes like, oh, okay, this guy's just, you know, whatever. I think, the, I think it's getting a little bit more prestige. Yeah, and, and there used to be something to it, right? Like, to be a musician used to mean something, yeah. and then it sort of didn't, and now maybe it kind of does, you know? <laughs> well, it does mean something, not even maybe, but it means something. But I'm saying to general society. I think in Toledo also that um, as far as the buildup of the arts, that people are remembering how important it used to be. Yeah. Like, you know, in the early part of the century and the whole, like, you know, influence on jazz that Toledo had and and uh, yeah. all that stuff so yeah totally people are remembering it's like oh my god yeah there's more to life than just like work and miserable and, and winter you know there's like you know you can go out and uh, let let go for a couple hours and you know go somewhere else it's just, I don't know art and music is so essential to just it's the difference between living a mundane life and living a life with like purpose. Even if you're just an art appreciator, I think that it just brings a, a whole new perspective to your life. You know, it's just yes, importance of art, on and off. I don't, I don't know. You know, if <clears throat> most people know that we have the like one of the top five art museums in the country. Yeah, yeah. It's so beautiful. And that new, the glass pavilion yeah. is so gorgeous. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's, it's a, I love the museum too because it's like one of those things you could knock out in a day. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You just blow through it. You get to see everything, enjoy I it. I need to go see the the uh, the mummies. I try to see it every time like they have a mummy exhibit there. I have not seen that. Oh, yet. it's so cool. Like the ancient Egyptian art that shit section that's is like my, my favorite, favorite shit so. yeah me too i love egyptian uh history it's just so full of like secrets and like yeah. mystery you know it's like those little hidden it's got lots of books and stuff it's so cool and like those like they're still finding secret compartments and yeah and pyramids and shit and i think maybe i would lived a past life there maybe yeah is, is i was fascinated from like like my early childhood before school before you knew like what ancient Egypt was wow know? yeah I remember that was the only thing that could keep my interest in yeah. school I, like everything else was just like ugh like I don't <laughs> I can't write properly I can't write up a, a proper grammar uh, uh, properly grammared grammared can you use it like that <laughs> see I can't even talk about, hence the name of the podcast but I can't write an email with proper English. Like I, I, my math skills are garbage. Uh, but I remember a lot about the Egyptian history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, with um, what what was like? What was a very seminal album for you? Uh, where you? Where it was like, wow! You heard this album, you couldn't stop listening to it, and it changed just like your entire perspective of how music is done like just blew the walls off of it 
I know that's hard. Oh, yeah. I know that's hard, and it's on purpose. Because I've listened to so many different types of music. Um, maybe Fleetwood Mac Rumors. Oh, okay. I like that. I like that. The, uh, um, just Lindsey Buckingham's guitar playing on, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the song, Never Going Back Again. It's just awesome. Yeah. Incredible album. What, what a... Just the production is really, I mean, this is like later on when I, when I started, um, you know, working with music production myself and mm-hmm. just uh, one of the, just listening to that album, like, you know, listening to yeah. what's going on. Right. Know. Listening to the space, mm-hmm. like the audible space in a song. That was huge for me. That was a... Yeah. So that's what really kind of like, oh, wow, you can hear all these like little Easter eggs. Of when I started, Sonic. just in, in general, when I started really um, listening to what was going on in the song and not just listening to the song. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. You know what I know is about um, multi-instrumentalists and um, is that, that they focus on like the music rather than the words. You know how a lot of people just focus on words and a lot of people who are in the production, I shouldn't just say multi-instrumentalists, I should say people who are in the production, they, they even when I was a kid, I never really listened to words until like they they registered. But like hearing I, when I hear a song, even if it's just a rap song, I still all I hear is the 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 beeps and boops and the kicks yeah, and the, the snares, the eight oh eights, and then like and then the rapper on top of that actually is just adding to the whole picture instead of just we're right. listening to this rapper. It, it's it's fascinating. Um, how people hear music because even people who aren't musicians I, I've known people who are just like I don't even hear the words I just listen to the beat I like the beat you know it's weird it's a weird thing it's weird is that there's people in the world that don't like music <laughs> that is weird isn't that weird I've only met like two or three and yeah, like I've met a couple a couple people that just don't listen to music I'm like that's weird you're like what, what, what do they do then did you ask them what, what's their music replacement I think they like read video games <laughs> 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 Which reading is cool, but reading's awesome. Yeah. Have you uh, well, have you read a good book lately? You know, I haven't. I've been uh, reading. Um, actually, I got the uh, the Kindle Unlimited recently, Ooh. and so I've been just reading like mixing in production and, and oh, that's like okay. So you're like things like you're that. jumping in. Well, you're- mine's mostly like. I haven't read like for pleasure in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I think the last book I read, where I read a book, was I read, uh, and it wasn't actually a book. It was on like the, my my nook, you know, on the yeah. beach, and it was um, the Hunger Games trilogy. Ooh, it's a good one. Yeah, I've never good. read it. The movies are okay. Yeah, the books are really good. Yeah. I, I heard. <laughs> yeah, I used to when I was a kid. I mean, I used to read nonstop. I did would. You, did you like horror when you were a kid? Oh yeah, like, like Stephen it King was one of my favorite okay. books. What, that, I thought Pet Cemetery. I, I talked to young women, especially Stephen King, when they were like ten. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, like, I think I read it when I was like nine or ten years. Yeah, old. I was like, like, that would scare the crap out of most too. adults. Now. My sister, who's like, a <laughs> brilliant person, is just like just eating up Stephen King as a kid. Yeah. What's, 
I just read The Stand, and like, I can't imagine being a ten-year-old just sitting there <laughs> like, reading The Stand. Like, what? The fuck? I loved like horror movies and stuff too. Like, mm-hmm. I remember, you know being like 12 years old and babysitting my cousins and watching yeah. like the whole omen trilogy on oh, vhs you that, know like 12 years one? old oh yeah that one is when so kids awesome. probably shouldn't watch that no. <laughs> like, i wouldn't let my 12 year old watch it but i, I was babysitting i'm like oh vhs tapes yeah the omen trilogy wow yeah that one brings back weird but memories. i used to read i mean i i every day after school when I lived here in elementary school, I went to um, Warner, which is on Warner's Corners on the corner of like Douglas and Tremainsville and Lasky, where the oh, yeah, lights last forever. <laughs> where the lights <laughs> But right next door was uh, this little Greek market called Petro's. Mm-hmm. And so if I had a dollar, you know, after school, I would go and buy a whole bag full of 10 cent, you know, lemon heads and, and Alexander the Grape and Chico sticks and <laughs> yeah. everything that was 10 cent. And, oh, and I would sticks. have a sack full of candy and I would go home and lay Just in bed and eat. read and eat candy for like <laughs> That hours. sounds wonderful. It was great. That sounds like a great childhood. Yeah. It sounds like you had a good childhood. Lots of music, lots yeah. of love, oh, yeah. lots of family. Jam sessions always. It's beautiful. That's- I love thinking. Of, I also love thinking about um, future things with my kids. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, oh, he's gonna be able to have these jam sessions with friends and stuff, and like, it's so nice to think about. I already started. We camped at the Bluegrass Festival in August last year. <laughs> I already started. I mean, he was one, but he likes them. Okay. He loves music. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I but, take him out to see my friends when I when I can if they're playing earlier. Uh, I think the last time he saw, I took him to see Jeff Stewart. Oh, nice. I just popped in to see him at the at the Horseman. And yeah, your name came up with Jeff Stewart, too. Yeah, he's a very good friend of mine. Oh, Jeff is awesome. Yeah. He's just, like, a really nice guy, really talented, and just, just nice. He's just, like, a really nice guy. Very happy, funny, really funny, and, like, very passionate. Like, when we were talking, he got really um, – sometimes – I'll have a, a moment in the podcast where I'll be like, hey, let's cut to a song. Like, we can cut to a song. If, if you have music online, we can cut to a song. And I can edit it in later. And I was, so I set it up. I was like, okay, well, let's listen to that song off of the new album, blah, 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 blah. And Jeff was like, no, I don't want to do that. that <laughs> that's fake. I don't want to fake it, dude. Let's go listen to it. He's like, you want to just go listen to the ZD? So we, like, stopped and, like, moved to a different room in his little art studio yeah. on the other side of the room. And he played the CD, and then we continued the conversation. And then at the end, I put in all the music. But he, he's just, like, very passionate about what he does. And he just, is, yeah. I love that. It was great. I've never had anybody do that either, which yeah. is fine. I appreciate it. I appreciate that kind of... Uh, yeah, his little space is cool up there. Oh, I love it. And the way he has everything sort of, like, mm-hmm. rigged, like, desks turn into, like, hangers or whatever. Yeah. He's been in there for quite a few years. What's that building called? The Davis Building. The Davis Building. See, all those buildings, I remember just being all, like, yeah. boarded up and shit. I don't, I don't remember that building in particular being boarded up. I just No, I think that's always been open, but um, it's, just, it's been really cool watching downtown build up over yeah. the past you know 15 years it's and been it's amazing feel, if it, and like they move i like that the city decided to move like the stadium is yeah, downtown yeah it should be there the the, the arena the arena is downtown they really put an effort into it i was thinking about this last night um 
uh, I went to Kobe Bay and met some of my girlfriends. My birthday was on Monday, but we Happy went and birthday. had thanks had some sushi last night. And just driving back, you know, across the Cherry Street Bridge and looking at like the whole like um, the new ProMedica mm-hmm. landscape there with the you know yeah. the, the old Edison towers lit up in green and just how much even just the the skyline has changed in the yeah. past decade and yeah. that's another thing like the whole like ProMedica going in and and all those concerts that are going to be going on this summer have you seen that lineup no i haven't yet yeah it looks amazing like Who's, gladys knight what um gladys knight the is one that, show that i really want to go is that, to is that like the rally by the river stuff? yeah pretty much okay yeah so I'm and then hensville the thing, hensville's huh? doing a bunch of concerts that too. was amazing i remember the first time i drove by that i was like where did this fucking big ass stage come from yeah. <laughs> this is so cool so it's everything and uh i'm actually going to be at david byrne the night that the Jim Blossoms are playing downtown, I wanted to see the Jim Blossoms, oh. but David Burns on my bucket list. So where excited. where is he playing? Detroit. The Fox. Yeah. Oh. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, that's tight. David Byrne. Fucking, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Did you excited? Did you hear that? I don't know what's her name. God, what is her name? He did like a album with a young lady, St. Vincent. You, oh. Did you do you know St. Vincent? Have you yeah. heard of her? She's like amazingly talented, like multi instrumentalist, and they did like a weird thing together. It was kind of course cool. it would be weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. David Byrne. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, he. Uh, I've been wanting to see him since years ago. I caught at Austin City Limits. Oh, nice. And it was David Byrne. I'm like, because I've always loved the Talking Heads, but just to see him, yeah. you know, with the backing band, it was just, it was like one of the coolest things. And so, I'm excited for that show. Oh yeah. Who else is playing down there? Willie too. Willie Willie Nelson. Nelson? Oh, dude, that'd be tight. So the second time I'll be able to see him. Where? uh, Where's he playing? Old Crow Medicine Show at uh, DT. Oh, okay. Oh, he's doing a big. It's the Outlaw Music Festival. Oh. It's uh, they actually had a Groupon for it. (laughs) Yeah. So like, all my friends used the code and got their tickets for sixteen bucks. I paid 20 for mine and, oh, then, shit. and told him about it <laughs> but it's willie nelson uh 20 dollars for laundry old crow medicine show um nathaniel radcliffe in the night sweats the head and the heart I and i know that on different parts of the tour i know brandy carlisle's on one of the tickets on in another show and um which i really love her she's a great songwriter um but yeah i'm excited for willie yeah well, but I really want to see. I haven't seen Old Crow Medicine show yet, so I've never even really heard them. I've heard of them, but I've never heard their music. They actually wrote Wagon Wheel, which was redone by uh, Hootie. Um, oh, uh, what's his name now? He well, goes by his other, his real name, his Darius real name, Rucker. Darius Rucker. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, so Hootie was the band. His name was always right. Darius Rucker. Yeah, I suppose you're right. <laughs> yeah. But um, he redid it, and it was very. Not bluegrassy when you uh, get it, but Old Crow is is bluegrass. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I. I okay. Anyway. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the the city is growing. It has uh, people are staying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> every, so many people moving downtown. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very cool. I'm just running theory because all the traveling I've been doing over the last few years, um, I've been going to all these cities and the same thing kind of reoccurs is this there was this like like the art scene in like a space like 
just for example, Spokane, Washington. The art scene was kind of dismal. The music scene was disjointed, dismal. You know, there was a couple people coming up out of the, you know, coming up out of the rubble. But mostly it was just like this weird, disjointed thing that was going on. And then all of a sudden, we have internet that comes along, and then we have an economic collapse. And then so from 2008, you see this huge growth in like art and music. And as our economy is getting better, it kind of grows with it. So my running theory is that um, because the internet and allowing people to connect um, and we have this hard time where people are losing jobs and stuff and out of these downtrodden times comes art, you know, like the blues came out of, you know, slavery and, um, you know, there's tons of different kind of music that came out from sad people, you know. But that's sort of my theory is like, and that's just sort of happening nationwide because all these cities, except for cities that already have like a thing going, like um, I talked to some people in Austin, they were like, oh, the music scene here has always been cool, but now we have all these like fucking food trucks and restaurants. (laughs) He's like, so now that's cool. I don't know. And now everything's really expensive. So I don't know whether... Nashville kind of has that same attitude like well music's always been here it's just yeah. now we have everything's more expensive LA and New York of course they're like but even in those bigger cities you still see people kind of coming together supporting each other musicians supporting other musicians you know artists supporting other artists it's, it's really cool that's just my running yeah when we're when I mean anytime I bring that kind of thing up Anyway, it's a very good theory. Oh, thank you. It's, it's, it, I kind of explain it in a bad way because I'm I got super caffeinated right now. Yeah. I'm sure I'm like coming <laughs> off a little strong, so I'm no, sorry. You're fine. <laughs> <I'm scared. laughs> um, I, I just started drinking coffee again a couple weeks ago, so it's just like oh. that drive to Austin pushed me over. It's like I did a straight through all nighter and then was just like, fuck it, going back. Coffee. I'm back on it. So Nice. I've always wanted to do South by Southwest, but I've never, uh, I always forget to like send, <laughs> submit. to submit a CD. It's so funny because all you gotta do is submit. And, I mean, that's not all you gotta do. I mean, I mean, a lot of people submitted that didn't get it, but it's really all about just submitting on time. Yeah. It's, Which I've never done. It's so hard. You just like, what? Like, oh, damn it, I missed that deadline. Well, it's like all these festivals, they'll book, like, like it, a lot of the booking time is, like, at the end of the year. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, I the think the, the su- submitting time period for that is, like, before September, in, like, September or something. Yeah, you know, it's like, I got too much shit going on. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't be focusing on South by Southwest and shit. Someday I'm going to submit a CD, damn it. Yeah, it, it was cool. Like, South by Southwest was, um, is a place where all the locals are really receptive to all, the, all these outsiders coming in. All the local musicians are really receptive. And there's this culture of networking. Yeah. It's like, so it, it, it was a huge culture of networking. And I love that. I love that there was, like, this festival where the culture, it's in the culture, is to network. Like, yeah, they're like, cool. take my information. <laughs> take it. Here, contact me. Let's work. Let's do this. Let's fucking get out there. Let's be somebody. Um, I loved it for that. And, yeah. And there was also... The cool pl- thing about the internet, too, is collaborating over the internet. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Where you can just send... 
Like, here's this track. What do you got to add to it? I'm working with somebody who lives across town. <laughs> you guys are so <laughs> And we're so, it's not that we're lazy. It's just that we're both busy and our yeah. schedules are different. Of course. He has a kid. I have a kid. Whatever. So we just are like, here, instead of like, let's get together and jam this out. I'll send you this and we'll see how it works out. Across town. Yeah. <laughs> a 10 minute drive from my house. Let's send it over the internet. It's easier. Um, how far along are you with like production and learning and stuff? I've been working with Pro Tools for like 15 years. Oh, okay. So you're pretty tied in. Uh, would you say like, do you, do you trust your skills enough to be like, I can mix and master your album? I could mix and master my own album. <laughs> no, not my album. I mean, I probably could. It'd be time consuming, but. It's time consuming. Yeah. I did just get a new Pro Tools uh, shortcut keyboard. Oh, oh, you got the, the, the stuff, the things on it? Yeah, little... it's going to cut down my mixing and uh, you know, time a lot. Have you tried it out yet? Um, I haven't had time yet. Yeah, of course. My, Two-year-olds my time, that. so this, I, I mean, I'm a late night person anyway, but my, my recording and my uh, creative time is between 10 p.m. and when I go to bed. <laughs> because he's a, my husband's a second shifter. We're, you know, we're both second shifters. Yeah. So a kid's a second shifter. He goes to bed at 10 o'clock at night, wakes up at 10.30 in the morning. So. Nice. Yeah, that works. That works. It does. You gotta be thankful for those babies who can just. Yeah, except last night I went to bed at like 3.30. He woke me up at 10 a.m. I'm like, damn. How dare you? How dare you get up at 10 a.m.? And my friends are like, oh my God, you shut your mouth. I <laughs> know. We get so bad when you're just like, oh God, I had to wake up at 9 30 today. I didn't get my full 12 hours. Uh, so you, uh, so you're pretty familiar with like with mixing and EQing and stuff. It's like, what? Is there any weaknesses in your mixing or uh, mixing and mastering and recording? Anything in that realm? I could probably have a better set of monitors. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, how about we do it this? Because I, I, I shaped it. I was shaping it just because we we're on the subject of production, mm-hmm. and that's one of the subjects that I cover extensively in this okay. podcast. But I only have a few minutes left. So, yeah. <laughs> what's like? Uh, what's a weakness that you've overcome? And it could be now you're overcoming it, and it could, or it could be something you've overcome in the past with your playing. Um, that you've overcome and how did you overcome it? So like for me, I always give an example so people know where I'm coming from. My left hand sucks on the piano, so I run drills on it all the time. So that's what I'm talking about. So yeah. you're playing, you're singing, your production, anything that big um, that sticks out to you that you kind of overcame and... Probably playing. I am um, mostly a rhythm guitar player but I've just recently, um, my friend Sean is a is a really good lead player and he plays mandolin and he's like, uh, the last time we got together, like in uh, probably like February, because he plays with me with acoustics for autism, he's like, hey, he's like, um, let's go over some scales. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> but then like, uh, you know, it's just uh, something at that point like clicked, like I'd already done like some major scales and stuff mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, and it was kind of an epiphany at that moment. I'm like, so now I sit around and play scales so I can that's awesome. become a better lead player. But that's cool, though. I mean, like, that, that's... I mean, it took 20 years before I was, like, actually <laughs> interested in doing it, but... I am so with you, though. Like, because I'm kind of going... Like, currently, right now, I'm kind of, you know, in a growth 
phase right now, you know, because he's sort of like growing. I think a lot of people up. are. Yeah, like every. It's the moon. It is. It, I, I, it has to be. It has to be some kind of cosmic energy, right? Because everybody's sort of coming up at the same time, you know. And that, it's like it's so weird when people have like an idea, like in California, and then that's, someone has the same idea in like Indonesia. Right. You know, they're both like inventing the same thing at once on different sides of the world. It's just something. There's a collective hive mind energy going on here, where everybody's sort of just like, like, developing as artists and just career-wise and just doing better i mean our economy's doing better i don't know it's something going on it's yeah. cool i love it's it. cool i love being a part of this time because it's like fuck it's so cool like we we're just talking we could send music over online to work on with other people 10 minutes from my own house yeah <laughs> you can be that person if you want to be <laughs> which also goes really bad in certain situations because then you could just be like this morbidly morbidly obese guy who like only sits on a couch and watches TV <laughs> right. and orders like Amazon and food and everything to their door. Never have to. I do leave. that too, though. <laughs> but that's like that's what's so great about it is those options. Yeah. You know, it's the option to be like I can just Netflix, order some shit to my door, and just sit here in my own filth. <laughs> until I want to, until they come and turn off my lights and kick me out. Yeah. If I want to. If you want. If you want to take it that far. Yeah. And no one should take it. That Nobody far. should take it that far. <laughs> I've known World of Warcraft players who like, um, who um, ignored their life and daily responsibilities so much that they got evicted because oh, wow. they would not stop playing. I yeah. dated her, actually. <laughs> I dated wow. this person. So I got to it was like World of Warcraft, cocaine, vodka, and like, that's it. And cigarettes. Lots of Durrells. Um, Durrells. Durrells cigarettes. So, um, that, I mean, like, how do you even just let your life go like that? Like, come on. I mean, I'm I sure know. the drugs and alcohol had something to do with it, but before she would, I mean... Before she got it heavily into that, she was on World of Warcraft all the time. So it wasn't, I think the drugs just exacerbated her addiction to, to World of Warcraft. Anyways, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's been times where I will change out of pajamas into pajamas, but that's because <laughs> it's just so hard to get out of my house with the, with the toddler and... and <laughs> <laughs> go get something done or know? like that said toddler spilled his applesauce all over your pajamas and have oh, to yeah. change into a different set of pajamas exactly oh gosh I had experienced my first uh, uh, sickness like family child, sickness well yeah child sickness I didn't get sick oh my child was sick my husband was sick but it was my first like non-milk vomits Oh, projectile! Damn, so like, like seven times. Food, like so solid I changed my pajamas a few times because I mean, like you're you're seventeen, you're you're twenty month old can't tell you I'm gonna throw up. Yeah, know? they're just like <laughs> just, <laughs> just, <laughs> they're sitting there. And but I got through that. I got through those three days. Yeah, I've seen my son just sitting there watching Sesame Street, just like. Bleh. <laughs> oh. he did not even care. You can't even do like, anything. Just baby. running down his stomach. I mean, he was, he was like under two, but still, you know, like he, 
he was just like, bah. it just runs at him. It's, it's, it's so funny how accustomed to like bodily fluids parents get. I know, like They're I could like, never even like watch somebody throw up without like getting, you know, yeah, money throwing throw up. up. <laughs> yeah, it's and I'm just like, okay, well, you just threw up on me. Awesome. Oh, okay. shit fountains? Okay, cool. There's a <laughs> shit fountain on me. I had the baby Bjorn thing, and um, he was just in a diaper, and he was maybe like, you know, a couple months old, and I'm walking in, and <clears throat> and I just feel warm. <laughs> oh, God. Going down my leg, and my wife sees me, and I, I have like laundry, too, because in California, our fucking laundry stuff was outside. Our washer and dryer were outside, so I'd have to go outside pull this basket i have him here i have a basket here and i probably have my phone here or something stupid so i'm not really paying attention my wife is just like oh my god you have <laughs> shit running down the front of you like all runs and i just it was just i'm just like you know that's a fond yeah. memory now but right. then i was like oh my god but you just deal with that you do i've actually it's been definitely life-changing i've been writing down stuff that this is just a running thing. I'm just working it out. like a, But stuff I have to say because I have kids, but it also applies to drunk people. <laughs> That's brilliant. So, let's see. Stop punching the plants. <laughs> Get your penis off my leg. Put your penis away. I don't want to be licked. Yeah. Get your butt off me. You just farted into your mother's pillow. <laughs> and that's all I got so far. Yeah. That's all I got so far. What'd you think of that? It was, that's funny, right? Yes, yes. I thought that was funny. Yeah. yeah, I had to yesterday say, you know, take your hand out of your pants, be a gentleman, wear to a restaurant. See, <laughs> you know, he's almost two, he's discovering things. But th- but the funny, I, I think the funny part is that you could also be in a situation where you're telling this to your right. drunk friend. Right. It's like, dude, get your hands out of your pants, we're in public, be a gentleman. All right. It's like, <laughs> you just farted into your mom's pillow. Like, yeah. I see all these scenarios playing out. Um, I need to start writing down things so I remember them. <laughs> the uh, my favorite one, my favorite phrase I've ever heard like a mom use like in their art is Tina Fey. Uh, her kids said uh, she was looking at a vacation page for Disneyland, and her daughter walked in. She's like, "I want to go to there," and then so she wrote that into Thirty Rock. She's like, "I want to go to there," and it was about food or something. <laughs> I think that's so fucking funny. Yeah. And it's just good. funny, just on this, like, really sweet parental, parental, parental? I don't know. Parental. Parental way. And also, like, a really funny, it's just, I don't know, general funny level. It's just, just cute. It's very cute. Um, let's see. So, you've been just doing music. Do you have albums out? I'm sorry I didn't do I a do. whole lot of research. I'm so sorry. I'm working I'm, on my third. I'm terrible at research. It's okay. But, I, um, but I've seen you live several times, like so many times, just being at like different places. Like, what's that one for Maxwell's? Is that still a place? Is that no. even a place here? It is, but I've never played there. It's a coffee shop over by UT. Yeah, oh, okay. I don't know if no. it's still open. I don't Maxwell. think it is. Okay, never mind. That's not... Maybe the bronze boar or something over there. Yeah, I used to play there. I somewhere I used to, used to frequent. I, I remember seeing you play several times. Anyways, Dirty Bird maybe. Um, 
Brown Spore. So what, are you working on anything new? Any new music coming on? Yeah. And you're going to be mixing and mastering this yourself? Yes. Is your other I albums? was hoping for the end of summer. Everything is like on a... <laughs> it's, I understand. Everything is delegated by this child. I, um, I know that for a fact. Yes, so um, hopefully by the end of the summer. That's awesome. By the end of the year, at least. What now? Is this going to be just like a solo acoustic thing, or is it going to be more? Um, I'm probably no. It's not going to be. I, I thought about that actually, just doing an acoustic mm-hmm. album. But I like. Uh, I have like a bunch of different virtual instruments and stuff that I like to mess around with, and and I, I'm sure there'll be people that I want to play on it. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about virtual instruments is that you can kind of put down an idea of what you want, yeah. and, be, and then have your friend come to it way okay. better than you ever right. could have imagined. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I function. Yes. Like, Will you come do this way better than I could even dream of? Um, nice. So is your other albums, your other albums are like full band productions mm-hmm. as well? Let's play a song off of it, off of one of your albums. Okay. Do you do you mind? No. Okay. Do you want to introduce the song? Um, I'd have to think about it. Oh. Uh. Sure. It's one that I wrote about um, sitting on my boat in the Maumee River. That's a very lovely scenario. It's called "Set My Soul Free." Oh, is this off your last album? Yes. Okay. And what's it the name my, of it? Has my uh, my dad playing banjo on it. Oh, on the song. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. He's on like four songs on the album. That's nice. Yeah. Did you record that yourself? No. Um, my friend EJ out in uh, Waterville. Did. Okay. What's the name of his studio? It's not there anymore, but it was oh. called um, uh, Happy Land. Happy Land. I do find music studios to be happy. Yes. Okay, and I'm sorry, what was the name of the song again? Set My Soul Free. All right, let's listen to that and come right back. The sun's getting high on the 1st of July. I can see the city skyline and the big blue sky. I'm headed to the river on the water. Set my soul free Days like today, few and far in between When I can be by myself, sit back and dream And pray that my good heart will be redeemed The wind blows over me I can feel it I can feel it blowing through my soul To the depths of me, through the depths of me Nobody knows I can feel it Through the depths of me, through the depths of me, nobody knows. 
You know, I think this is why Jeff Stewart didn't like the idea because I was like, and we're back. And he was like, oh, how was the song, Mike? What particularly did you like about the song, Mike? Well, let's not do this. We're, let's just listen to the CD. Um, I, I know that your music kind of leans towards like the folkier singer-songwriter thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what? I do want to do a rap album. That'd be dope. Yeah, it's gonna be me on the cover like this with a hat on backwards, <laughs> yeah. and it's gonna be called Whitey Says. Whitey S- Says. S E Z. S E Z says. I like it. I like it. Do you actually have raps? Do you rap? Um, well, I mean, I can. I have the ability to. Should I? I've got, I've got an 808. <laughs> <laughs> the whole album's gonna be 808. Just awesome. 808s and you rapping. Yep. Rapping about being a mom. Maybe some, you know, violin over the 808. I don't know. That'd be dope. Can you still play violin? <laughs> a little bit. Nice. Are you going to play violin? I played cello, too. Oh. For a couple years. Look at you. Do you have a cello? I do. Nice. I got a couple, do you have a couple a, fiddles, a cello, are mandolin. Are you good enough to record with it? Um, if I sit and play something like... To practice it. Yeah. You, it'll come I back. I can put a part in somewhere, yeah. you know. Have you recorded any like stringed instruments like violin or uh, cello? I haven't. Your stuff? Hmm. But uh, I, there is, actually on that song there were. Well, I heard you got a new album coming out. Maybe, I do. Hopefully, maybe you get uh, the cello yeah, on there. I'm gonna throw some cello on there. The thing is, is that I know a couple like really good violin players. So <laughs> like, hey. like it would be an insult to my friends who <laughs> can actually. Over. Yeah. You know you could just call me, Kyle. <laughs> you could have just called me. You didn't have to do it yourself. Um, sweet. Okay. So, any any uh, names of the album you've been kicking around? Um, there is, I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I still have probably like two or three songs that are half written. So, oh, who okay. knows? One of those might be the title track. I don't know. Gotcha. What, have you noticed a theme yet? Like, um, to the songs? Or is there... 
definitely more like storytelling than uh you know my younger rating days like love song love song kind of thing (laughs) so um i don't i I did i have one that i've started about my son so it'll probably be on there that's nice it's like family is such a good inspiration for for that for art yeah i have one that's comes from um, a place of pure love about my dad Mm. so it's nice yeah so when you go when you set out do you set out to make an album or do you just sort of um just Um, sort of like you i'm not really i'm like oh i have all these songs now (laughs) it's time to record them yeah oh and and you're gonna be recording these all yourself yes are you gonna be doing like live drums and stuff um i'm not sure yet actually uh um my friend Scott, who's in the band that I'm in now, Johnny Rucker and the Hitmen, he has an awesome electronic kit that he plays out. So, and then I have a Superior Drummer Three that he can like plug all, like run his drums. I mean, like play live, but it'll be a lot easier to record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just so you'd be running than trying a MIDI to like, thing. yeah, you know, set up mic drums and overheads and getting that all way. Like, so make sure there's no like cross fade right. and all that book. I do have a great space though. Cross phase. Crossfade, crossfade is when you mix drugs. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's that new slang. Yeah. Um, right on. Uh, have you had luck or have had any success, I should say, on recording drums that you, you're proud of? Um, I have. You know, <laughs> I suck hand drums. <laughs> yeah, I've got. A I good can record song. the shit out of some hand drums. I've got a good set of hand drums. Drum drum is no good. Yeah, it's always just—it's always like it always just. I haven't falls really flat. Re- recorded live drums just because I don't really have enough inputs mm-hmm. on my interface. Yeah, and uh, and uh, most of my recording is uh, acoustic and for writing purposes anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So. When you're like just sort of tinkering around in the studio, are you, do you like pick up the bass and play the bass lines, or do you do, do you sort of like play all the, you, you, you do build an entire song, like even if it's just like a um, MIDI and guitar? Yeah, but, usually. And that's sort of how, where you start? Yeah. I have a, so a Tune Track is pretty awesome. I don't know if you've had any of their stuff, but no. they have a, um, this easy keys program where it's like all these and it's all like actually like live recorded MIDI and stuff and mm-hmm. like instruments and yeah. uh, so it's a really cool songwriting tool as far as like you can just I mean not being like a phenomenal piano player or anything myself like you can just you can go right in the program and change the chords and the keys uh, and everything and just like you could write a whole song just oh i got that. you it's pretty cool just as far as inspiration goes you yeah know. yeah but i most i write on the guitar so. so that's where you start yeah you start on guitar where do you start like um do you mostly start with the chords or do you start with like maybe a melody you heard in your head like or does it depend it, it varies yeah this is how it goes. You know, sometimes I'll think of a little riff and be like, oh. Do you, do you use your work phone? Work around like, that. I do. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is. I got, like, snippets and snippets on. I have actually, like, a couple old phones that I have, like, had to... 
transferred to the oh. laptop. You know? <laughs> I think this level like, like damn it. Idea. No, for real. And I, I'd have to go back through my. You have this. Uh, I wrote it down one time. You go through. You, yeah, I mean, like, because, like, you'll just record something and then, like, forget about it. And then and a month later. Like, so I have this. It's like, oh, voice 001. What's that? <laughs> and then I have to go through and be like, oh, that's that song that I was working on. And then I, like, write the date. And oh, stuff. so you, like, so you just. Otherwise, I have to, like, scroll through and, like, oh, listen to everything wow. again, you know? Wow, you you're way more organized than me. <laughs> Which is organized. Yeah, but at least there's like at least there's like some kind of some method, kind of, right? Yeah. Like you can be like, oh yeah, on this day I did this right. or something. Because yeah. otherwise, it's my whole list of yeah. Because it just says voice, voice one, one, voice two. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn it! This is my wife making sure I'm going to pick up my son on time. What's okay, well let's end this because I have to go pick up my son on time. You might yeah, wife. <laughs> I have to go and uh and uh get some stuff stuff for my husband's lunch and go home and cook it so. oh that's nice what's your what's your husband do he works at jeep oh okay cool yeah yeah does he like having Second the musician shift. wife um he's very supportive that's you know nice. i mean it's just basically it's our life so yeah <laughs> well kyle thank you so much for coming on the show meeting Absolutely. me down at the Thanks library for having me. And uh, I hope you had a good time. I, I did. had a good time. I, I enjoyed did. our conversation. And because I, I've been forgetting every time, <clears throat> let's take the picture now because I forgot. There's All like right. There's like four people I've <laughs> talked to here so that I yeah. did a picture with for the website. Let's do an Aussie. Oh, hold on. I'm going to squeeze in a little more. All right. I don't know if I was looking at the right place. That's okay. We'll see. Do you approve? I do. Okay. Kyle White approves. Everybody, do you have a website? I do. You? KyleWhiteMusic.com. There you go. And well, it's hopefully updated. I don't know. I do everything. It's so hard website. when you do everything yourself. It's it like, is. Damn it. Not I got to put those dates on there. I, when I was reaching out to Andrew Ellis's, uh, I reached out to him on Facebook. His manager responded. I'm like, that must be nice to have a re- manager. his wife. Oh, well, still, it yeah. must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Kyle White, everybody. Make sure you go to kylewhitemusic.com to get all your Kyle White needs. And that's K-Y-L-E-W-H-I-T-E-M-U-S-I-C.com. Kyle whitemusic.com you can also go to her uh, Facebook page which is uh, just look her up there's not really a way to look it up I mean there's no like website because she never like uh, modified her ULR for her uh, her Facebook like I did where I have uh, facebook.com slash sweaty baloney (laughs) But uh, I'll put all that in the show notes and the liner notes here so you guys can uh, just click on it and go right to Kyle and get yourself some Kyle White in your life. Also go to wespeakenglishgood.net and you can write the show at wespeakenglish at gmail.com. You can friend me on uh, IG at wespeakenglishgood uh, and same thing on Facebook. And you can follow me personally. It's Mikey P, uh, but it's facebook.com slash sweaty baloney. And uh, that's it. That's that. 
Uh, thanks for sticking in it with us if you made it this far. And, um, you know, be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. Bye.